Que ondas, primos y primas, and welcome back to my primos podcast. My name is Freddy. With me tonight is my primo and yours, the Siete, the L7, El Chicume. Say what's up, Walter. What's up, man? Fucking feel rushed. I feel rushed. You you sound <laughs> like you're fucking about to pass out. Nah, I was in my A, like uh, my mom made a, she had like leftover pupusa, so I heated up some, and then she was making sopa, caldo, sopa frijoles, con puerco, con cuche. Damn, like, I'm ready to Get too much right pork, now. dude, pupusas and sopa de cuche. Yeah, and then, I, and then on top of that, I put like some uh, uh, chicharrones, this was Fuck, in the dude. soup, in the soup <laughs> for them to soften up. You're I'm porked like, out. Yeah, I'm like, fuck COVID, fuck my heart, fuck everything else, like. I guess. Anyways. Well, also uh, joining us tonight for a brief visit because he has somewhere to be and somewhere to be and someone to be inside of. Uh, uh-huh. Edin, what's up, Edin? Say what's up. How's it going, primos? How's it going, primex? Or, or is somebody going to be inside you because like, you're all over the place, Edin? <laughs> well, cool. spiritually, yes. Yeah. <laughs> I guess it starts there, right? Yeah. Is it? Does it? Yeah. The revolution starts from, from our beds, right? Oh, sometimes what the Beatles said. Well, John Lennon, right? Yeah. Revolutions from our bed. Uh, well, guys, welcome back to our show. We have three of us tonight for a little while at least. I want to thank you guys for listening in, uh, checking us out on social media at My Primos Podcast. Uh, we just get together, shoot the shit, catch up, uh, and see where it goes. Hope you guys enjoy the show. And <laughs> yeah, shoot the shit until somebody decides to <laughs> to be up, be be on it. <laughs> So far, everybody's busy, which is cool, right? Because it kind of gives you, it kind of gives you a sense of like everybody's kind of coming back to things, and everybody's kind of like, you know, doing something. Yeah, you know, everybody's something, doing something. Yeah. So, so that's good. No, I mean, yeah, our, good, our, uh, our usual guests we have on, you know, we mm-hmm. we reached out, but right now they're just kind of working on things or not a, available. But we'll get some guests on, which you know, at the end of the day, we just have fun. Or but, avoiding uh, I haven't us. Seen... Or, or, or avoiding us. I don't blame. True. Them. True. <laughs> So I wanted to start off because I know Edin's got to take off, but Edin, last time you were on the show, you said you were, you had surgery, but you wanted to talk about it while, when Walter was here. What yeah. kind of surgery did you have? In short, to put it vulgarly, I had ass surgery. My anus was reconstructed. Whoa. <laughs> Are you for real? Anus. How many miles <laughs> you got on that thing? Because like, it sounds like you just... <laughs> I mean, it puts it's a it is a working anus, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Hard working because it's <laughs> no. I mean, like, was it, it because of something time. not related to you kind of fucking around, or I mean, what happened? If you don't mind, no, was it called the uh, in short? In short, at least what they told me. Too much pork, Walter. Too watch much. out. No, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised <laughs> because I wouldn't be surprised because of my diet, but. Uh, they told me I had a fistula, a fistula, and apparently that can start from an Google infection, mm-hmm. and that makes makes the way like that pretty much will cut through meat or whatever. Who knows? But because uh, I, I looked it up too, she told me what it was, and then me being a self uh, self appointed doctor, I looked it up on the internet, and I was like, "Oh, you're gonna say you were looking at your ass in a mirror." Yeah, <laughs> hell yeah! At one point, I was like, I need to see what this is. But yeah, like, what's it called? The uh, yeah, I mean, it didn't hurt. Just every day, you know, activity didn't hurt unless I directly mess with it. You know, right? Do I but, dare uh, hit I mean... the? Hold on, do I dare hit the images <laughs> when no, I look no, up fistula? No, no I'm just stay. Oh yeah, guys. Uh, I guess TMI. Wow. Yeah. If you have. How much of this if you have a, a strong stomach, uh, go look up fistula surgery. But I, I get the gist. It was something going on with your with your anus, like you said. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, wow. So your diet, uh, oh, riding horses. Me, I mean, I, I mean, I'm pretty sure that my diet doesn't help. But it was like a, at least when I looked it up, it was, it was called an anal perineum something fistula, anal fistula perineum. Some shit like that. A perennial. It comes back every <gasps> year. That's and, uh, um, the, and these are I looked the, in, and children, I asked, like I looked at what causes it. It's like an infection and infection. And I was like, God damn, like I mean nothing goes nothing goes in for sure. So I was like, well fuck. 
Are you sure oh, no, about that? The thing is, I got it. Are you sure about that, Colcomo? <laughs> I got it. And uh, you know what I was thinking? Because I, I went, you know, the day of, I went. And, you know, I laid down. I lay, and I laid down on my back, and they put the, the gas mask in my face, right? Yeah. And... And I uh, and uh, and they told me, hey, take some deep breaths, and then boom, you know, I'm out. Hey, were you? I've never been put under. I've never had major surgery. Is this your first time doing major surgery? Yeah, yeah. So did it really? Does it really just hit you and boom, you're out? Yeah, yeah. because they told me like because yeah, when they put the mask, because I thought that was just gonna be oxygen. Oh, they, they they're getting they me ready. To you. Dad, right. they trick you like that. They trick you like that. They trick you like so that. So yeah. they they put they put it in my face. They put it in my face, and I just remember taking like because they told me like uh, take some deep breaths. And so I just kind of remember like probably two or the uh, two or three deep breaths, and yeah, I when that's when uh, the next memory is me waking up. Oh damn! I was, like, God. I was like the little like the meme. God, Time travel. <laughs> Time travel. I was like, God I mean, damn, just I, waking up. Yeah, and you woke up with a brand spanking brand Uma, zero miles. <laughs> yeah, man, zero miles. It was zero miles. <laughs> <laughs> now you gotta keep up with the maintenance, man. You can't just let that thing ride yeah, out man, without you gotta an oil j- change. You gotta jiffy loop that thing. <laughs> you gotta, you gotta loop it up, up and yeah. yeah man, you gotta, well, good for you. Well, good for you. Good for you. Hopefully you got some new I, treads, you know. So <laughs> you're, you're good. <laughs> treads. <laughs> no, I mean, I mean, in reality, I've I've heard that that's like the one of the most painful procedures you can have because it's like even when you cough, like you oh pucker, my god, you pucker up, like no, no, like no, you're, no, you're no. like you don't, you don't, you don't, you don't realize how important <laughs> your butthole is until. Because that's where all, everything, that every step you take, is. every every step you take, <laughs> no. every breath you take. <laughs> you take. Yeah. No, he's right. You he's know right what? Because this is this is this is a real test that we do need. We need guests because when we start talking about <laughs> your your butthole puckering after a cough, yeah. Anyways, no, no, no. Oh my god! So it's it's funny you mentioned that because around those that around that time, I had a bad cough. <laughs> and I was coughing all the time. So, bed, and when I, I knew that my, like, a, a cough was coming, like, I had to, like, relax my butt, pretty much detach my cough from my butthole because I, like, fuck. I used to be like, todo. Mom, you know what? I, I just, just imagine I, mean... I would hear the seams, the seams popping. Pop, 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 pop. Oh, man, I can't. But you know what? You know what? I'm just happy you had some kind of insurance. <laughs> uh, you know, so that us, the American people, uh, oh my God. are funding this new reconstruction public project. Yeah. It seems like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> putting that down. No, thing but back o- together. <laughs> overall, because I, I spoke with somebody, I spoke with somebody, uh... <laughs> I spoke with somebody who had a similar procedure as well, and oh, they were man. telling me that when they had that rec- that procedure back when they were in the in their twenties, back in the seventies or something around that time, yeah, they told me that they couldn't move. They couldn't move. They were bedridden. Each step que tomaban this era un dolor, whatever. Right? Me when they when they did it to me, actually, I uh, dude, the first day, the first day and a half, like when it happened, I touched my butt and it was dormido. So literally, culo dormido. okay, no, no, anything, anything, anything. So, Literally, okay, cool, we, cool we get the, okay, let's get the yeah, cool okay. like, okay, okay. but okay. but intended. Um, mm-hmm. why did I need to be here for this? That's my, that's my, <laughs> the, you, that's my true. I didn't know. Told me, like, oh, did I tell you a surgery I had? And I go, no, oh, okay, I'll wait for Walter, then that way I can yeah. tell you, like, okay, he needs to know, he needs to know. So. We're All brothers, right, in it. We're colored. Come on. <laughs> the Wayans brothers. Oh, man. Well, I didn't know that you got a good laugh out of me. Yeah. Fuck, dude. Well, I'll just I mean, say I mean, in, uh, you know what hit me later on? Because, I, dude, I weighed 260 pounds. And the people who were there, they looked like a, like a buck 50, dude. So I just re- imagine like five people. I spreading my legs and putting them in culumbron and flipping me over and shit. <laughs> Isn't that what you already do? Like I don't know. Like, you were you were ready to go. Because <laughs> like I was like, there was like tiny frail people. 
And so I just picture all like a whole team putting them in Culumbrong and shit and spreading my butt. <laughs> I was like, oh, poor people. I mean, I, I had I had knee surgery once, like in high school, and and yeah, they kind of like you, you just kind of like they told you, oh, we're gonna about to boom, you're out. Time travel, and then you wake up, and then first thing you do is check for your penis because it's everything's numb and because i had it in my knee and so then they had me shave my leg and then they had me with the marker i thought you said they had to shave your balls too like that's kind of awkward almost probably i mean but the thing is like um they had me like with the sharpie mark the leg that was to be done surgery on because the last thing is all of a sudden they're (laughs) they're fucking up the other knee so I mean, luckily you only have one asshole that I know of, so <laughs> they they they, they couldn't true. go wrong on that. Couldn't go wrong. Well, they didn't yeah. didn't add another one at least, you know. So you're good. Yeah. You're, you're good. You I don't know. I mean, you're about to go explore that. Well, someone's gonna explore it later today, from what I understand. So... Nah, I just I just had to. What, what's it called? Uh, I now I feel much better, but the when i first had the surgery was on thursday so the following the the following sunday uh when i had did some stuff i just that's all that was in my mind i was like not to do any major movements well i believe yeah, in, i believe in si- I, I, I believe in science and we should do a whole goddamn never different podcast just for editing and what the fuck it's is going on with this fucking, <laughs> whatever's coming in and out of all whatever that face hole and asshole. Yeah. Oh my god! Yeah. yeah, we need a whole editing podcast. You know, yeah. I told you we just we gotta make it happen. But <clears throat> editing, thanks for joining us, man. I know you gotta run, but just uh, I don't know. Be careful. I don't want to hear about any more surgeries unless you need them. But just be careful, man. <laughs> well, guys, catch you later. I'll I'll see the rest of this one as I edit it. Yeah, thanks again, man. Have a good one. Be careful. That was the that was the PG content. That was, dude. Uh, No, well, tell me, dude. I haven't talked to you in a couple weeks. You haven't been on the show. Um, I'll say a couple weeks, right? Has it been two weeks, roughly? Yeah. Well, yeah. Similar to anything, I blew out my back. Uh, (laughs) Damn, someone. (laughs) It's like anything in the same in the same fashion. Yes. No, I mean, just like anything, age is trying is starting to show, right? So actually. What was it? Super Bowl, Saturday, Sunday of the Super Bowl. I was actually supposed to head down to the valley, down over Brownsville and all that area, back yeah. to Brownsville. Remember that mm-hmm. shit? Um, yeah. So then there were some issues with the equipment and trying to get my hands on it, blah, blah. So then later in the day, I was like, okay, ready to go. We got it. And I hooked up this trailer. And the guy that initially went with me, he fucking fucked up his arms. So it's like Walter, you're going, and I'm like, the fuck am I gonna go by myself? What did I'm like, do like, did he break eh, just, his arm? No, just he, he's former football player, big guy, fucking he, like big ass motherfucker. So you know, he's like people that actually do physical stuff. You know, like unlike us, I've like, heard of that. Yeah, yeah, they they they're don't their joints. I've had friends that are like, in in college, I had friends that would be like. 25 years old and they were like yeah my i'm 25 but my joints are 70 um you know baseball football players that you know take a beating so then this guy fucked his arms up and everything um so then they was like hey like i'll go but i'm not gonna do i'm only gonna do one or three of what you're asking me to do and it's a bunch so then how many did they want how many i think well it's like different locations in total we're supposed to do like 12 locations in a whole week and i'm like happen but whatever i'll go you're paying me i'm gonna go i'm gonna just go do what i can did you, you get know? the tacos um no me no me rajo no me rajo that's did you, you buy know, your some... tacos finally or no? wait wait um <laughs> wait so then i was taking off sat sunday for the, uh, during the super bowl i don't really watch the super bowl so i was like whatever so then um they found somebody to go with me right 
And this guy, he's like, man, the day before, he's like, man, like, do we have to go on Saturday? I'm like, yeah, it's a five-hour drive. I would suggest that we travel s s Sunday to start working Monday because it's like at the port of entries. You know, you can't just yeah show up, show up like nothing and, like, knock on the door. It's not a 7-Eleven. Um, and the guy's like, well, like, I have plans for the Super Bowl, and then I have plans for Valentine's Day. And I'm like, well... I don't know, un chingo de peros, pero como que era, era maleta el vato, like, mm. like, I told him, what do I need? Well, you need, you have boots? No. Do you have a pair of gloves? No. Well, go get them. You're going to need them. And he's like, well, what kind of gloves? And what kind of boots? I'm like, fuck, like, what, like, what size are you all getting for you if you want? You know, like, yeah. like, just go get some fucking boots and, you know, work. Cause this, yeah. yeah. So then anyways, this guy just like all over the place, not wanting to go. Which shit, I don't blame you. Like, I don't want to go either, but you know, sometimes you gotta jump in there and, and get fucking dirty, right? Um, yeah, because especially like like the one thing I've learned, it's like you know, just cause just cause you're in a certain position, don't think you're not gonna go out there and swing hammer, you know? And something you have to like, cause you, other people you send other people to do it, you should also be able to do it yourself, right? Like when you tell somebody that's an underling, as you call them, right? People that are your training, like whatever you ask somebody to Subordinate do, you better, or yeah, um, you're like whatever you do yourself, you better fucking be able to do it yourself. Because I mean, whatever you ask somebody to do, you better be able to do it yourself. Because then that's very inconsiderate to just demand, which is something I've noticed from from on the professional side. Like people, whether it be engineers or administrators, project managers, they'll just demand like i'm sure you see it on, on on your end right like people that have never done data entry or like whatever is the grunt work within your line of work they just expect well just do it just do it so i hate i hate people like that so anyways loaded up the trailer because he was going in his personal car blah blah and then in the process of doing that the trailer came off got off and i thought to myself you know i feel strong i've done it before i've lifted it lifted the trailer up and just hooked it and i as soon as i do it boom i pull him my fucking my back and it's like boom done and then the next day i woke up and i just call him you know what it's not gonna happen and they just shut everything down and pushed everything back till march this this coming month sometime you ruined everything is what you're saying no i'm like <laughs> i was actually trying to be very proactive trying to trying to make the the schedule even despite all the shortcomings that were that, that were kind of coming about due to equipment personnel and everything because there is i mean there's a, a a personnel shortage right now like so that's why everybody's out there fucking but at the at the cost of what they don't want to pay enough money maybe right so that's another yeah. whole different yeah. issue um so they they keep demanding like oh there's not enough people to work yeah we'll pay more motherfucker like you know um so but anyways i didn't end up going so which is i was happy about it and just recently I started feeling better for my back. So I've been kind of like on light duty, just kind of not, not which typically that's what I do. I don't really do fucking much. I just kind of supervise and collect samples. Um, that other function is kind of the most I ever see in terms of physical labor. But yeah, I ended up just staying home, which is cool. Kids chilling, not much. You never told me if you um, got your tacos from Brownsville. Well, I didn't go back, so I never I haven't <laughs> gone back. So I'm scheduled to go. I'm scheduled to go back again, hopefully with some somebody much more competent. Cause um, but yeah, so that was it. Just ended up staying here. Um and yeah, just kind of chilling. That's crazy. I had a guy on the phone. I work in um <clears throat> excuse me, I work in like uh, car insurance, I would say to make things easier, right? And it's an interesting topic. I always kind of like you know when you bring shit home. As far as like, oh, this fucker, como el bato ese, he wasn't ready con las botas and he was bitching, you know, you kind of bring little, little scenarios that come home. And so I usually, when I get off the phone or as I work from home, I'm, I'm lucky enough to work from home and I'll tell Lucia stuff like, man, like I feel bad for Latinos that don't know very good English because they get pushed to the wayside mm -hmm. when it comes to anything involving, uh, I don't say like procedures paperwork um mm -hmm. anything financial you know being fácil to convince you to to go buy a car or go buy this item and everything's in english nothing's in spanish and they're easy to sign se confian and then 
they go buy fucking rincon insurance for 25 bucks a month you have liability insurance they go to brownsville flip that bitch over in a barranco and they call back like i don't have insurance i have i have liability you know <clears throat> and i tell people on the phone and often more more often than not man it's just message like what is it misinformation and la gente se aprovecha well, like, not, it's not, it's, companies it's, too, it's man. Not, it's, it's not misinformation when all they do is, yeah, just sign my quota. I'm done. Moving on, moving on, moving on. Because that's what it is, right? They're just kind of bringing people in, bringing people in. Figure it out later. Figure it out later, right? Because you just play. Imagine you're in sales. This other person is in this. And blah, blah, blah. So. No, I'm talking about just in general. Como se aprovecha? Mm -hmm. <clears throat> you see, I notice our neighborhood has predominantly more Latinos in it, right? And you've seen it in your neighborhood too. Mm -hmm. There's a lot more businesses. Latinas, but they, there's like, why do we have like four clinics open till 10 o'clock at night? Why do we have three or four different car insurance places that are yeah. like low, low budget car insurance places? Uh -huh. Yeah. Why is there a check cashing place? No banks until you have to drive like four or five miles away to get to a bank. There's no yeah. coffee place. And there's like three liquor stores in like a two block period, yeah. you know, area. So we noticed this and we're like, fuck, man, like, that's some shit. Why do I have to drive <clears throat> almost to downtown to yeah. find the fucking Tom Thumb, you know? Or why do I have to go, like, so far down to go to an office, to a bank? Like, all these things, right? And it's just kind of in my head, the neighborhood. And then when you go to my my world, which is, like, car insurance stuff, like, I always hear it. Oh, I'm calling from insurance. And I'm putting them out there because, dude, se aprovechan de la gente. Like, this guy comes in, calls me. He goes, hey, man, my truck is a 2020 F-150, you know? Like, fucking all decked out. And the insurance company uh, wants something from, from, you know, from you guys saying that it's okay for me to have liability. And I go, well, you know, be mindful. This when is a $50,000 truck. Yeah, when they should have full coverage, right? Yeah. Look, the reality is this, man. And I say it out loud because when I say confia, we've all been there where money's tight, right? Especially car insurance. Yeah, yeah. No, no, it's no, expensive. And, and, and it's a perfect example because remember uh, Imelda? Yeah. One time, this is a while back, like like she she got, she bought a car and then she later found that she had been paying insurance and she was like all happy because she had some very affordable insurance. And she, she was all happy and proud because, you know, it takes some shopping around, right, to find something. Like right now, right now, like it's weird talking about insurances. I, I had my dad today shopping around for homeowners insurance. Yeah. Um, Because I've had twice where they just I, I get a letter sent from my bank saying, hey, your insurance provider no longer provides the insurance you had. But you, you need to find another yeah. one. So yeah. then I was going to ask you that question, actually. But we'll go. We'll come back to that. Um, my cousin, remember our cousin? She was like all oh, happy. She got a good deal, whatever. And she had been paying that insurance for like about a year. Later, she found out when she went to go check that she had been paying insurance to some shady ass insurance company, but the insurance was only for Tijuana. <laughs> <laughs> was she like in fucking Riverside? Yeah, Riverside. So it's like, what do you mean? It's like. <laughs> And you see, you know how she is. It's like, like she starts like cussing everybody out. Yeah. And she tells me, okay, she says, she says, yeah, it turns out that the insurance I was paying. Hold on. Was, think, was, think of it, just imagine being her and walking into a room like, so Walter, you know that car insurance, yeah, you know, we all have car like insurance. That. Like, you know, it just turns out that I was paying for. Well, yeah, so yeah, so because right, if you if you if you if you travel internationally and cross the border, they require that you get temporary yeah. insurance, right? While you're whoever wherever you're gonna be, yeah, you so need to show a, proof of insurance that they're yeah. covered in Mexico so, or whatever. It, yeah, yeah. So it turns out that she was paying insurance, but it was just for like to cross the border, and she was in Tijuana or something like that. And it turns out that the whole time she didn't have any fucking insurance. So then. Luckily, nothing. I don't think you know. Luckily, no accidents, no nothing. Okay. Um, but then I told her like, that's fucked up. Let's go to the office. Let's I can reclamarle que te regresen ese dinero, or for have them like at least give you a credit for all the money you have been paying mm, for nope. something that for. And she's like, no, no, no. Again, I'm like, that's fucking fucked up. Like, what's fucked up I, is que 
eighty percent of the people are like our cousin. They're like, mm -hmm. oh, but yeah, I don't want to argue and fight yeah. because look, Selangara, they they duped her, and she yeah. doesn't want to admit that she got tricked and she she fell for it. And no, it's no, yeah. she's and, not and, intelligent. And, uh -huh. It's just that people se confia. Like, and it's a, and it's a and it's a price tag, right? Is it how much is this? Oh, okay, and that covers me. Yes, uh huh. In Tijuana, and they <laughs> whisper it. Like, in Tijuana, like <laughs> you're fully covered in Tijuana. In Tijuana. So, yeah. another question, like with the homeowners insurance right now, I had homeowners insurance. Um, I had when I bought the house, I had State Farms because that's what I had with my car, and then State Farm was like nine hundred a year for the house, and then. All of a sudden, the very next year, it it jumped to fifteen hundred, like just like that. And I'm like, blah, blah, blah. and they're like, okay, cool, let me shop around. Then I was able to find uh, Texas Select. That was a that was the exact um, fucking seven hundred and twenty one dollars. And I told the guy, this is, this doesn't sound right. It sound this is half of what I was used to paying. So then I told them, I told State Farm, hey, can you send me an itemized sheet of what yeah. gets covered? Yeah. And then I and then I told this other, you know, vendor agent, I told him, can you send me an itemize of what it gets covered? And side by side, they covered pretty similar things. And then I told him, hey, actually, this item here, it says item, whatever it says that you cover like seventy two thousand dollars for damages inside the property. And he said, yeah. So what does that mean? Like if my laptop and my underwear is burned down. Like, do I get covered? Wait, what are you doing? Wait, wait, let, let me, let me just say, I'm just kind of, I, like, I yeah, making, yeah, asking the stupidest questions because that's how you get to the truth, right? Yeah. Um, and then the guy's like, does it cover this? Yeah. Does it cover the refrigerator? Yes. Does it cover the TV? Yes. Does it cover my fucking underwears in the living room, in the kit, in the kitchen, <laughs> in the, in the, in the, hey, in the, in the restroom? I'm gonna wash um, my hands. <laughs> so then, like, and he said, yeah, it's like covers all that. Okay, cool. Okay, I get it. So how about does it cover the car if it's parked inside the garage? And they're like, no. Entonces, no, that your car gets covered by your vehicle insurance. Okay, cool. I guess it makes sense. Okay, both are covered. Um, and then I told them, okay, so this 72, because when I bought the house, it had brand new shingles. Like I just had gotten a, a brand new roof. And I told them, can you reduce the this one for the roof? Because it's brand new. So, yeah, of course. It reduced it. And then I told them, this item right here for the 72,000 damages for, you know, whatever inside. He's like, I'll be honest. I ain't got no, I ain't got, I don't think I even have $25,000 worth of shit in my house. And he's <laughs> like, okay. And I told him, can you bring it down to 25,000? And he said, yeah. So he did it. Boom. It brought, so then it was very affordable. I'm like, fuck, let's go. So then I had that insurance for two solid years. And after that sec second year, all of a sudden I get a letter from the bank. Hey, you don't have insurance anymore. You have 33 days to get to a find new some one, insurance. Yeah. Or we will or we will give you one. Okay, cool. I shopped yeah, around. That's not that's not good. Yeah. I shopped around and found another one a year ago, pretty much. I found another one and it was 900 and something. I was like, that's the cheapest I was able to find. <clears throat> Cool, because at this point I had a really good relationship with the guy that that I do my uh, car insurance with. So yeah. it was pretty cool. He found me. He's like, is that the cheapest? Is that the cheapest? Let me see what it covers. Similar. Okay, cool. 900 and something. Now, I just got another letter a few weeks ago saying, oh, your your insurance provider no longer provides insurance. Blah, blah, blah. But so this is, this, is, this is the issue. So, the then, so <laughs> let me give let me. Is it because property values around here and everything are going up and then and they that's that's a way for them to cop out and say hey sorry we no longer offer that we're sorry we're notifying you as per the law or state requirements to notify you that we no longer can provide that package because we're going out of business or blah blah, blah. it's time for you to find a different one when in reality what they're doing is just cutting everybody off that are way too affordable and then bringing the prices up and and return you either go back to them with the new price or you go somewhere else, right? I don't know. Is that the reason? Because it's like fishy. So it, the reason why is because you keep changing it out because I think things are getting more expensive, right? Yeah. So what ends up happening is the insurance company, if they pay out so many claims of your type of policy, mm -hmm. and they find that they're losing it's, money on that it's policy, no longer profitable. Okay. it's no longer profitable to keep it. 
So they have to change it and go, hey, we don't offer that anymore because it didn't cover everything. Uh-huh. Like maybe they'll they'll give you some lines saying, some you know bullshit, what? Yeah. It didn't cover, I'll give you a fucking make something up. It didn't cover the water heater. Okay. Mm-hmm. It didn't cover the water heater and the piping for your air conditioner, whatever bullshit. Yeah. And you're like, well, <clears throat> I don't care about that. I want to keep it how it is. No, we don't offer it at all. Like they just basically pull the policy and they have the right to do that because yeah. they don't offer that service anymore. Once your time is up, they can pull it or they ran out of money and the company themselves is like, fuck, we can't afford to keep these policies on anymore. Yeah. But most people pay monthly. A lot should most people pay monthly. I imagine, I imagine it had to do a lot with what happened last year with the freeze, right? With um, insurance, insurance companies either having to pay out or having or, or, or spending a lot of time dodging uh, paying out certain yes. uh, coverage. There's policies that take people six months, dude. There's people living in fucking hotels and with mm-hmm. family because the, the insurance hasn't cut the check that you have to give the contractor to start fixing your house. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like all that shit rolls into it. And what I was getting to is that la gente Latina, man, and the older ones, especially, or la gente que no habla mucho inglés, they really get taken by the sales rep because they're sales reps at the insurance company. They're not no, really. No, but, but, let, let, si o no, ahí es donde entra la raza también porque se confían. Se, se confían because they, oh, este muchacho está hablando español, está hablando todo. He like speaking my ear. I'm like, por los codos y me están dulzando el oído. And I'm like, oh, yeah, okay, gracias. And then that's what it feels like a lot of times. Like, it is though, man, because the first part of a sales job is they have, you're selling yourself. Right. Mm-hmm. They like you. They want to talk to you. And that's what sells first. So when you go talk to these people, you walk in with like, hey, man, how much is my car insurance? Oh, fuck. I got to pay how much? No, hombre, no, 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 no puedo, no puedo. Let me go to the corner. And there is Rincón Cerotes Insurance. Cerotes Insurance. <laughs> and the fucking sign in the window says $25 a month. Yeah. Yeah, they're like, fuck it. Hey, do I need this? La ley dice que you have to have insurance, not good insurance, but insurance. Mm-hmm. But then the bank comes around and goes, like you did. Most banks would go, Hey, Walter, eh, we did a check, man. It looks like you have liability, like you need to have full coaching yeah. for this 2020 F-150. As long as they don't get a ticket and the banks really don't enforce it. Yeah. To an extent, some banks have they'll fucking put the um, insurance on for you, and that's and and, 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 and I imagine at that point is is just the value of the car, right? So if they're like the, the value of this car is way too high, we need to check this guy that he has the actual insurance that you're supposed yeah, to. Yeah, but have, if you're right? driving around with a like a yeah, if you're driving a fucking jalopy from grapes or wrath, um, then whatever eh, whatever like come okay it's it's like a right <laughs> like if if eh, well it was cheap anyway so that's fucking that that was because my no but it's I, it's I money my, right it's yeah. money mm-hmm. and and the thing is what i wanted to touch on is that we me and my wife were talking about it because i always come off the phone and like they're always the longest conversations is when i have to explain to somebody in espanol when they're like hey uh my insurance is well hey the car is it's in pieces. Mm-hmm. Come get it. Like, what do you mean? Come get it. It's destroyed. Okay. Do you have insurance? Yeah, I only have liability. Okay. You still owe fifty thousand dollars. People don't understand that when you get a loan for a truck or a vehicle, the loan is for the money. The vehicle is collateral. If you don't pay the money, we keep the item. Right. Mm-hmm. But an example I give people all the time is like, hey, Walter, if I gave you 10 bucks to go buy lunch, you trip on the way back to the office, your lunch falls on the ground. Are you not going to pay me back my 10 bucks? You yeah. still owe me $10. <laughs> I've seen a lot of videos. I've seen a lot of I've seen a bunch of videos online where like people that do DoorDash or do food delivery and then they end up like tripping right right as they're getting to the I'm like I wonder like yeah. does that come out of their paycheck cuz that sucks cuz then like how much of that delivery actually like you know how much would the delivery actually, and today's like yesterday we actually ordered um tie 100 bucks for a few for a bunch of like six plates something like that right so imagine like somebody that's delivering something for like a few I don't know 20 bucks or something like that and it's like 
But thing is, you still owe, right? That example, mm-hmm. I use that because that makes sense to them, but they don't yeah. like it. They're like, well, a mí no me dijeron eso. And I go, look, you signed the contract. You drove the car, the truck for six months, living life, $1,200 a month. I don't know how you did it, but Burning you drove this truck around. And everything. <laughs> everything. You live out of that truck for $1,200 bucks my, a month. Get my car. Get my car. Get my car. And then they come back crying and whining that, hey, it's not my fault. I had insurance. Or, hey, it's not mine. It's destroyed. Why should I pay it? You still owe. Yeah. Don't un- don't let you get like this is the thing. I, I wanted to talk about it because like why not, right? Like, look, yeah. at the end of the day, it's your cash. But if you really have a car that you're wanting to protect, get the appropriate insurance for you. You know what appropriate is, guys. You do. If if you can understand that your car is worth 50 grand, 30 grand, 20 grand. Get the appropriate insurance. Don't yeah, don't but, do the fly by night stuff, man. I, I, no, I, I know, but I, on the other, you know, on the other end, it's like when when a sales agent, or whatever, they know who they're talking to. They just want to get you're you right. in with you're with right. whatever. And then once you're in, you're in, and then it's up to you to figure it out if you actually got it. If if that, because like shit, like um, like I, I used to work at AutoZone, and they would come in and say like blah blah blah, blah and I was oh, and I would Google it, not Google it, but look it up in their system. This is the part. This is the part that the computer says. This is the part I'm gonna give you, and I would give it to them, and then they would come back like three hours later. Esta mierda. <laughs> <laughs> and they would bring the original part, and I'm like, I'm sorry, I'm gonna get you a new one. But it's up to them to come and do it, right? Because the computer told me that essentially, right? But then, um, I don't know. It's 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 a porque al mismo tiempo doesn't it affect you? Where now it, it like we're just kicking the can down down the road right because then eventually you you now as a spanish speaking uh you know uh what what is your title human I guess? being yeah as a spanish speaking human being like you have to take these calls where you have to like exercise no your- man but it's yeah you have to exercise your your not only your language, which is you, you speak pretty good Spanish, and then your cultural knowledge too of kind of helping them understand through metaphors and poems. Yes, what it is that they actually got themselves into. I have to draw on the fucking walls, yeah. like and, and which works. is which is good. You're do you know you're doing a, a a service way beyond what they're probably paying you, right? To kind of let them understand that this is what happened happened, whether your own coworker was the one that fucked them over or not but then you're the one that's having to resolve this problem. But then on the other end, your manager or supervisor is telling you like, Hey, this call is taking too long. This call is taking too long. So then you're, what's your incentive to either just kick it down the road as well, or actually do the right thing and inform this. But person? you know what it is? It is that old school mentality of integrity, yeah. right? It is integrity. that. Integrity. What do you do when no one's watching? But yeah. someone's always fucking listening to me. But yeah. the point is, I do it because I know it's the right fucking thing to do. And I guess I'm, I'm I don't want to toot my own fucking horn that I'm yeah. oh, I'm fucking I'm I'm a rare breed. But look, we all care to a certain extent. But you're right. If I take 120 phone calls in a day, me taking a 30 minute phone call raises a red flag to my people, and they're like, "Hey, that call should have been seven minutes." And it means that you suck. It doesn't mean that you were solving somebody else's problem. It doesn't mean that. You know, you just suck, and then what does that say? You know, what does that do to your to your soul, right? Fuck. Yeah, it sucks because I feel like the people on the phone have been screwed over so much, especially Latinos, mm-hmm. so much that they have every right to be mad on the phone, every fucking right to be mad, because it shouldn't take you six months to get a fucking repair done by your from your car. It shouldn't. It should not take six months to get a windshield repaired from your insurance company. It shouldn't. Okay, a check should come in, you take care of business, move on. But because you speak Spanish and you're asking a lot of questions and the calls more than seven, eight minutes, you're going to get passed along. And I say that because I see it, you know, Mm -hmm. especially la gente que no habla inglés o no habla muy bien. And I wonder, hey, I wonder, like, you're looking at it from, I don't know, CEO perspective or whatever, accountant crunching numbers. I imagine that they probably even take that into account in profit, right? Like, okay, we got this demographic that we service, which is 50 plus second language, uh, Spanish, I mean, English being their second language. And these people tend to not 
<laughs> actually take it no hey that's that's what lending yeah. is right yeah. the banks make a decision based upon your profile they're yeah. like walter makes x dollars this is his history he's latino he's this old he has a college education guess what they also run your credit for your fucking insurance yeah so if your credit is shit you can't get good insurance either i get that mm -hmm. it's shitty you are gonna pay more because you have bad credit for your car insurance that's just a reality and that's the sad truth and i mean and because this is the part where where it sucks because it's like okay let's say i suck in every which profile every category at every category <laughs> i suck at every okay. category but pay, give me what i'm paying for that would be if you know but that doesn't happen at all to no. either like like even even then when you're like okay we agreed to this price i guess i guess this is where i'm at it's and even the then new, it doesn't it's know? that fucking what do we call it like the um the chain on the elephant you know how he's as a baby when the baby elephant is brought into the circus they tie a chain around him and eventually they don't even let him know that the chain is there anymore. He just is automatically in his brain. Yeah. He's he's, he's tethered to that. Oh pole. yeah, 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 and yeah. They take the chain off, and they're still they're still tethered to that pole. Yeah, because we and this is how we talked about before money, right? Money doesn't even exist, but here we are chasing it, and we're working for something that we don't even see anymore, right? And the, the Shit, fact like that Bitcoin and all this NFTs and all this like the point is, you ask me, right? Why why do I even care? Because at the end of the day, I'm I'm probably never gonna talk to Walter again. If Walter calls yeah. in, and I talk to him. I probably never, never hear this. Speaking, yeah, but it stays with me because I care. I picture like Melda, me, Mama, somebody calling in, going like, yeah. "Hey, I have this issue. What do I do?" And it's like, "Fuck!" Like that's just kind of where it comes from. Where even though the job is not what I'm meant to do, I do my best to help. Yeah, and it's shitty. I could I used to I used to live a life where I worked in sales, hardcore sales. Uh-huh. And I didn't give a fuck. Cut through. I sold you whatever I told you I sold you, and then I probably moved buildings the next fucking month. You never saw me again. You know? Uh -huh. Like that was that kind of guy. I hey, I sold my stuff, I made my numbers, I moved on, I made a commission. And I lived and died by commission. Period. If I didn't get a commission, I didn't get a check. So I get those salespeople, but at the same time. Okay, Wolf of, Wolf of Wall Street. <laughs> I mean, I had to make a choice, man. You know, but I say no, like, but imagine, I'm, imagine in the in the in that sales game because I have a buddy that does that too, and he's like, "How much do you make this?" And if you hit your sales, oh yeah, it's like, damn, that's pretty fucking good. Yeah, you right live. There, it's like, feast your famine, dude. It's feast your yeah, famine. But like, what ends up happening is this: like, you start making those choices in life. Life catches up to you, right? Where do I want to make money? Yes, but my wife says she'll leave me because I'm never home. Like, oh, you know, okay. what, what, where's the balance? Like having a family matter more or having that paycheck, my family mattered more. So I made those choices to move somewhere where I'm home more often. I'm with my kid more often. Now you're like, home all the time. I'm home all the time. <laughs> but, you know, and this is touching on um, something I sent you guys earlier. You see that reggaeton guy? Faruka? I actually, Faru actually Faru didn't, I didn't get to see it, but. Oh, man. Kind of I'll, I'll fill you in. La, la Pepe, La Pepa, El Pepe. You never heard this song, dude? La Pepa? Nope, I have not played it. Play. DJ, DJ Anus over there. <laughs> DJ Analog. <laughs> wow. We're going, not digital. That's a, that's a not digital. Right there, right? <laughs> Fuck, man. No, well, this uh, reggaeton guy, uh, Farruko, his song, once you hear it, you'll know the song. Like, it's, okay. it's not even funny. Like, there, it's that instantly you know the song and he was making money i think it was like number two or number three on the fucking billboard like it was huge like it still is huge um but the the issue is i just know bad bunny i know just know bad bunny is everything right now dude fuck that you saw he was in dallas this past weekend and his tickets were like three four five six hundred dollars to be in the fucking nosebleeds god damn i mean it's some shit dude Okay, but like, and nowadays, like, I, I had some criticism over that, but then people are out there paying, sh paying a shitload of ridiculous amount of money for NFTs. That's, that's jammed. This that's dude a... in the middle of a concert basically stopped, said he found God, and that he's going to stop reggaetoneando. And the glove compartment or what? Because <laughs> no, but sudden, he, it's, no, it like, like it, it seemed like it was there the whole time, and he just felt like running. No, into like there's it. video about it. Um, uh, I read a whole story thing. Like 
he but I, I, cash, fame, all this, right? And then what you're saying, I guess the reference that you're making that you want to be a good person, right? Regardless. Regardless, but this guy yeah. here, I, I wanted to bring it up because it was, I guess, trending and shit, and my wife told me about it, so I ain't fucking let's uh-huh. talk about it. Um, And I dug into the story a little bit, and I sent Edding the same thing. Edding said that he's just trying to dodge taxes because why? he's making tons of cash, and I go, why? This is what he's doing. Check this out. He is. He said, he came out and said a video that, hey, you know what? I'm going to stop doing this kind of music because the Peppa song is about drugs. Drugs, sex, okay. partying, all this, right? It's not Peppa, Peppa to I, me sounds well, like a vagina. That's how we know it, but a Peppa uh-huh. is kind of like a, uh, like a like a popper, some oh, kind of drug okay. that you take. So he said that that kind of song, the fact that that song made him like fly up from them. From, he was already known, but that mm-hmm. song made him fly up that a song about drugs and sex, everything, all this kind of threw him into this spiral where he was like dealing with a lot of shit. And point is that he felt that the, that type of, he didn't want to be known for that because he wanted to be right with God. Okay. Did, who, who else did that too? Este goma, hasta even como Juan Luis Guerra did that too, right? He, he tenía 440, which is all about love. Very tasteful, yeah. by the way. But even then, now he just is like Christian. like uh, Yeah, he, which is fine. Mm-hmm. There's uh-huh. an audience for that. But cool. Even right? even Korn did that, right? Some One of the yeah. guys from Korn. Yeah, uh, he, yeah, he's singer from Korn. Yeah. But what I'm getting, he said that he is going to, he let the audience know, listen, I am contractually obligated to for these concerts that are coming up. <laughs> No, for these yeah. concerts, yeah, my heart's not in it. It's not. All my concerts moving forward will be cultos. So he's basically saying, you come to my show, it's not going to be the regular show. It's going to be a culto because I'm contractually obligated to finish these tours that I have right now. Mm-hmm. If you don't want to come to my show, let us know. I will reimburse you your tickets. Show me the the the, the stubs, whatever. Like he, he has a whole thing. Yeah, he just has to show up. Okay. Well, I mean, I mean, there could be a thing about the whole tax evasion. <laughs> now you thinking a, about it? I mean, it's. Uh, I mean, it does he has he declared himself a a church onto himself, or you know, or whatever? No, not not. He's not Wesley Snipes, but he's like <laughs> that was the whole thing. He was a whole country. He was his own country. Oh yeah. Uh, but no, he's saying that you know he. God filled that void, that drugs, money, cash didn't fill that void, that he just hit a hit a, a down spiral that wasn't ending. You mm-hmm. know, think about it. You got the money, you got women, your family's taken care of, and you're still reaching for something, right? And for him, that void was filled with God. Okay. And so there's two sides to this. One side is going, good for him. Fuck it. Hey, he's gotten paid already. If he can yeah. use his 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 um Platform, yeah, I mean, and all that to do a whole new career on that side, and then you know, which is great. You can be clean and be mm-hmm. successful, right? Probably and, not, probably not as successful, but, um, but like you said, he got paid. Um, what I do respect there, whether it be for you know religious God, whatever reason, it's like, um, it's like uh, Malcolm, Malcolm in the middle, right? Like he did his thing. He's a child childhood actor. Yeah. Which typically they don't do pretty well, right? Like they get chewed up, spit out, yeah, and yeah. end up like you got Lindsay Lohan, you got a pff, there's a long Amanda list, Bynes, right? <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, you got a list. So then, um, and with no money at the end of it, right? So then, good for him, man. Like he's pulling out of the game, whatever you want to call it, on his own terms, and but he's still kind of servicing his or kind of you know living up to his contract, like. Yeah, he's saying, hey, I'm I'm obligated. I'll take care of business. My shows are going to be cultos moving forward. Like They're not going to be shows like you're expecting them to be. If you don't want this show, contact my people. Here's my information. All the stuff you got to do, you'll get get refunded. Get a refund. Get refunded, do whatever. But he's going to finish out the tour. So the other side of it is people are upset because they're like, hey, Mm -hmm. man, you're technically breaking the contract because you're not – you're not performing what we're expecting. You're baiting, switching us. I but, mean, are you? Are you really? Because I mean, at the end of the day, w- w- like when you go to a concert, you want that band or that one-hit wonder to play that one-hit wonder. But are they obligated to do so? They're not. Like you, you get a lot of bands. I forget. I think Radiohead. I don't know if yeah, they, they don't play do creep. It, they don't play creep. They just don't like. And it's perfect. Like I wish I could hear it, but you know what? You got better shit out there. You got shit that I love too, so I'm okay with that. So then there's a lot of singers, bands, 
uh, artists that do that and they don't even want to touch whatever they got known for. There's a lot of artists that, for example, the song that catapulted them to whatever, it turns out that that was just a like, uh, fuck, you got gorillas. Their whole oh, yeah. fucking, their whole model was a joke. Yeah, I looked at a blur. I did a, I kind of went down the rabbit hole on, on, on them a few months ago. And it turned out that the whole damn thing was like, like this joke. And look at them. They're like actually turned into like this whole fucking, fucking machine. good music. It's yeah. fucking good music. So then it actually turned into something they actually started liking. And they started thinking to themselves, well, that's what I gather from what I saw that. You know what? This is actually good. Let's kind of put some good effort into this. There's people that are actually receiving it pretty well. You know what's cool um, is that they're into the music, literally, because these but, guys are fucking make-believe yeah. cartoon characters. Yeah. You know. But what I'm trying to get at is that they they weren't they're not contractually. I don't know. Like they're providing themselves and whatever, and it's up to you to, you know, like it's up to you. Even like when you go watch a co- a, a comedy, a comic, you go watch a comic. It doesn't mean that he's gonna kill. Right, as they say, sometimes they bomb. You go to it's like shit. There wasn't like one. I remember I've I've gone to see Cafe Tacuba a few times throughout college to you know. Oh yeah, pre, that whole thing pre-COVID. with the, la canción. He won't sing that song anymore. Lucia fue on show. I think I there yeah. went too, where he said that he's not gonna sing Ingrata. He doesn't sing it anymore. Oh, yeah. song, and he doesn't sing like the song anymore. That's like one of their best ones. So no, but what I'm trying to get at is that. Um, you're also taking a risk yourself as a consumer of when you buy the ticket. Like I remember I went to go see, like I said, I've had seen Cafe Tacuba a bunch of times, every time fucking killed, right? Dope show, el ambiente, the people, chilangos everywhere. It felt like, but then the last show I saw them, I saw them at the Moody Theater. No, no, it was it just kind of, I just kind of stood there and I'm like, I wasn't. I'm not feeling it. I'm not in like it doesn't feel good. like what's going on. And then I and then after that I left the concert and I was like, I'm never going to a Cafe Tacuba concert ever again. Like that sucked. But then in retrospect, I'm like, it's probably a bad night, you know? And I'm not guaranteed. I'm not guaranteed, you know, like so I think he'll I think he should come out of it pretty well. Like I don't I don't think he's gonna get that much of a backlash, especially coming from the Latino community where Fuck the majority of Latinos are either are, are some kind of Christian, right? Like, so I'm sure that like a lot of people are gonna understand. Like, they're not gonna trip about it. They're no, just I, maybe they're just either gonna get their money back or just not gonna go. You know, um, because going from that song, which sounds pretty <laughs> dope, to fucking culto, like no fool, I ain't here for that. I do. Yeah. So I, I, people I, are saying like, hey man, I I paid to see Farruko your show. Yeah. You. I avoided Carlos, which is his real yeah. name. You I know, avoid, I, I avoid church. On, I avoid church on Sundays. You're not gonna make me. Go, you're not gonna trick so like, me into like church is tomorrow, not tonight at this yeah. fucking show that I paid three hundred bucks for. But yeah, that was the thing, man. Like I, I, I think good for him. Like you said, right? You know what? Mm-hmm. Fuck it. You're doing your part. You're refunding money if necessary. Yeah, as what's probably thing. gonna happen to be real with you is the venues are gonna be like, let's see how much we lose on this. And probably cancel most of it because it's gonna cost him yeah. more money to put on the show and than then to cancel. Gonna, and then he's gonna have to he's gonna end up at the swap meet doing shows <laughs> just to yeah, just to live just to kind of yeah. meet his you'll uh, see him on tour with like the what was it like uh, all those fucking rappers like vanilla ice no, was on tour still, yeah. You know? And it's and it's understandable because who the fuck like it's easy for, for people on the outside, like us the consumer. It's like the Roman time. We're just, you know, we want blood. We want blood regardless, yeah. right? Um, it's easy for us to just demand, which we have, we're have. we entitled to. We're paying for it, right? But um, shit, like, you don't know what goes on in the background, you know? Like, you don't know what, what what they're putting him through. You don't know what what their yeah. expectations of him are, which now are, like, they're not, they're not fathomable at this point. Or, or you can't really come through with them because, for example, you got Tool. Okay. Tool, Tool just came out with their the last Fear Inoculum. That was like their fifth studio album, right? I think. And to how long has Tool been around for? Fuck, thirty forever. years. Forever. Forever. They it, it it literally feels like they come out with an album every five to ten years, right? But it, they weren't happy with the contract, right? They got they got they signed for five albums. 
and it took them this long to come out with the just fifth to one, feel like making it just to fuck with the record label essentially yeah that's like you know what we're gonna give you your five albums but we're gonna do them on our fucking time i'm like you know what good for them i'm not gonna sit here and demand uh an album every six months or every year like uh katie perry or rihanna at their height have had to do right yeah um um or Britney Spears too, Backstreet Boys and all those fuckers, which they kind of like, like if you talk to like, if, if not talk, but if you look at Backstreet Boys, all these boy bands, they essentially come out of that damn thing broke. Oh, if anything, owing money, like uh, K-pop. I don't know if you've looked into the whole K-pop situation where they not have, really. Well, it's the same thing. They put these groups together and it turns out that when they come out at the end, they literally, all they have to show for it is the fame that they build up and and hopefully they're able to monetize and continue that popularity and fame on their own and monetize it. But then when they come out of it, they come out out of it. Like they're literally endangered servants. Um, and and they, yeah, makes sense. every, every facet of their life gets controlled. Just like fucking, you got Britney Spears, like what is it called? Free Britney Spears or whatever. Yeah. Um, she finally got her. She finally got her money. She, yeah. This whole time she's been fucking an endangered servant at, <laughs> at, at the Vegas uh, doing her, what do you call it? Uh, her stay that out show. there. Yeah. Um, no, but that know, shit was yeah. fucked up. I saw the documentary for her, like the free Britney thing. Like, yeah. dude, they control who she talked to, Everything. where she left, what she pretty much what she ate when she saw her kids, like she's all a, that shit. She's it's a, she's a, she's a product. Like I even ended up talking to my dad about it because it came out in the Univision and whatever. And she yeah. was like, <laughs> 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 uh, I love your dad. Yeah, the, about yeah. Catholic. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Yep. Nah, don't say Catholic. He'll crucify oh, sorry. you for that. Sorry. Christian. Yeah, he's, he's like, no, he can't crucify me. That'd be against yeah. what he believe. So then, um, <laughs> Yeah. So then, yeah, I explained to him, and he's like, and the and the fucked up part is like, I was explaining to him that people would pay about two thousand dollars to do a meet and greet with her, and she would do about any like thirty meet and greets right after the concert. So she was like hopped up on drugs, just kind of like taking a picture and smiling, imagine, yeah. you know, because like she was literally a, a cash cow, like literally, literally. you know, like. Yeah. And um, but yeah, just kudos for him because it looks like you know, when I'm not any, I don't know anything about, but how many VH1 behind the what did it call and <laughs> uh, the music? Oh, dude, I, me and music, James, yeah. I finally like, I think I'm breaking through his like wall of like, look, dig this shit, it's cool, uh-huh. like to move on from Farouk and kind of hopefully, I don't know, yeah. getting close to the end here, but. The other day we were talking and Sublime came on the the the, the car radio, right? Uh-huh. And I'm all like, oh, I said, do you like Sublime? Because Sublime's kind of like, you kind of like a Sublime song, right? Like, if you don't know who Sublime is, I mean. Everybody likes Sublime. Everybody. Yeah. Like, like, I mean, when I moved to Texas and I would, t- like, I used to go to, like, the small little towns and everywhere. And they'd be like, where are you from? And, oh, California. Oh, okay. And they would just make fun. Oh, you. You're like, you're one of them liberals, huh? And like, one thing that they, they would always talk shit about California, right? Um, but they would always say, oh, you know, I like Sublime, though. Everybody fucking likes Sublime. Like, I would play Sublime. Like, oh, I like that. Like, I, so then, anyways. No, so, Sublime. like, we were, it came on the radio, and we started talking, and he's like, yeah, I, I know Sublime. And I go, really? Like, great. And we started, just, I just started playing Sublime. Like, fuck it, we're just going to go down the Sublime rabbit hole. And we started listening to like 40 Ounces to Freedom. Like there's all these tunes. And he's like, he goes, man, almost every song's about drugs. And I go like, yeah, a lot of them are. And he, I told him I had to have that talk. Like, you know, he died of overdose, right? And he's like, I didn't know that. And he goes, man, he goes, how many? Because now James already knows when I say, oh, he's uh-huh. passed away. Or he asked me, "Did he? is he dead? And I go, yeah. He goes, drugs. did he die of drugs or natural <laughs> causes? And I'm like, drugs, drugs, drugs. And we actually started watching the VH1 behind the music of Sublime. Yeah. We started watching it on YouTube because it's there. You can watch the Guns N' Roses, Pantera, everything. And we started watching it. And he's, he kind of dug it. And he was like, man, he goes, he's from Long Beach. He sang in Spanish. He goes, and he sang music that was like reggae. And I go, yeah, it was ska. And I t- we, talk- we, we had that conversation yeah. about ska music, who Bob Marley was, reggae music, you know, things like that. And he was like, oh, is Bob who's Bob Marley? And I go, oh. Yes, let's go. And we start just going down this like rabbit hole. 
so I had a really good experience with him. Started with Sublime, and then ended up kind of going into Bob Marley and all this. So he's at least putting up with me talking his ear off about music. So that's a good thing. Yeah, well, it's but yeah, I mean, uh, using all that as an example. Um, should I? Yeah, I was watching Velvet Revolver too last time. Um, yeah. The whole thing that shit was fucking harsh, like, and damn the ends, the ending of all these super like, groups. Yeah, Amy Winehouse, which is some of the most well-known cases of what the fuck happens with this whole mess. So I'm like, you know, for whatever reason, good for that motherfucker. He made his money, and, and I'm he's sure gonna he, get out. And he's you know inve- he's gonna invest it, you know, and shit. So I'm not I'm not gonna criticize that shit, you know. Even even if I was a fan, you know, I'm like good for you. Um, yeah, you know, I think it's hey, you know what? Like you said, good for him. He's doing something that he's not hurting anybody. He's hurting these conglomerates that fund his tour but they'll get at the end of the it. day yeah they're they, gonna that, find they, somebody they, else they to exploit risk but we'll have onto, on the next uh, yeah, k-pop on, on to another note i also wanted to say a shout out to uh uh five meets i saw them at the ¿cómo se llama esta madre? the the was it the slam, slam portal slam portal slam portal which is i guess a new because they they were doing world party rest world Party wrestling. Party world wrestling. Party world wrestling. So they were doing that, but that was pre-COVID. You came, you managed to make it to one of them, right? Remember? Yeah. Um, very fun. Totally a blast. This I was gonna go. I was gonna go, Uh man. But you had plans, and you want to go buy a balloon at the zoo. I don't know, but I I didn't make it. Yeah, but it was how was it? The fucking mystic mama. Orlando was there, right? Yeah, he did the. I I was only able to catch him. For a bit, because we had to go babysitting. You, know, you didn't see Oscar? Like, did he perform? No, I didn't. Um, but he was doing uh, from Gonzo, Doc, Mr. Gon- the uh, Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. Yeah, like, he was. He did this fucking good. Like it was very tasteful. Um, baby Mama went. One of her friends went, and they didn't get some of the references because you kind of have to really. Yeah, kinda, no. That, that's kind of be has to be part of your buffet to kind of know that. But it was fun. <laughs> I liked it. Uh, the guy that he wrestled, I'm a sweetie something. It was fun. it was it was a good outing, uh, given you know coming out out of and it was higher production man. Like they actually like, I guess they got funded or something. Like I, I, I'd be interested in knowing how that came about because it was like a higher caliber. Because the, the party part world party wrestling that they we went to, that one's like they do it on their own, right? Like no budget, you just kind of put it together. Um, all gorilla like it seems, um, but this one was good. I have fun. I hope I can stay longer, but I'm sure they'll have more. So no, but yeah, well, is... we're gonna try to have them on. I know they they got their deal with Chispa and Scout Comics, you know. So I know they're they're moving to that label. Uh, so they're gonna start working on their newer projects. I know they're they're always working on something, man. They're like yeah. always working. So I'm sure we'll get them on to talk about wrestling, talk about that. Um, but yeah, man, I'm happy that that they're out doing stuff. But yeah, anyways, you see, okay, you see the difference what we talk about when Eddie's not here, like, yeah, like other stuff, <laughs> not just buttholes and 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 horse bridles, yeah, you know? butthole, like, butthole. He should like, he should play the he should play butthole surfers at the end of this. <laughs> oh that's, my a, God. that's an actual band, by the way. So if you don't know, um. No, but yeah, look, hey, at the end of the day, we want to just have good conversations. I hope you guys enjoy them. And when we have guests on, of course, we always kind of hand it over. I'm I'm excited to have people back on, to be honest with you, to see what they're working on, what they've been yeah. up to, and just catch up because they're, they're primos, right? They're sure, friends. Like the fucking este Gonzalo, like all of a sudden popped out of nowhere, fucking putting out some NFTs, you know? It's like, fuck, hopefully, you know, it sounds like it's going good, hopefully. Um, cause he, he, he had it on, I was following his discord and he was kind of putting out some, some of his, uh, work and kind of Ethereum. I'm like, okay, shit, I have to go get Ethereum. Like it's, uh, <laughs> we, we have to catch up. We have to keep up with the, with the, I don't know. It's, um, I'm not against it at all. Cause it's one, another way to support actual, you know, forget about these two million dollar nfts like what the fuck that just sounds like money laundering to me but the more moderately priced stuff that's kind of realistic to because I, I was even watching this the i was watching an, an episode of of let's take a steve-o's wild ride he has yeah. a podcast and he had um 
Melanakis. No, not Melanakis. Remember the 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 young kid, <laughs> Andy Melanak. <laughs> yeah, and Andy Mila Milakraka, whatever. But remember that kid? Remember that kid? So he's giving out. He's selling NFTs as well. But I liked how he put it there. He said that at the moment, there's a lot of like sketchy shit going on with NFTs where people put it, put them out, sell them, and then just run with the money and just leave you with the fucking fake something, you know, that doesn't yeah. go anywhere. But he's the way he put it. And hopefully this is what most NFTs turn into. Um, he said that he's going to sell it. You're going to. And then that gives you access to all this stuff that it's exclusively for you because you have it and if you're a fan of his he's going to continue to curate content and you'll have access to it and if you no longer want it you pass it on to somebody else and then that person has access to it but then you know like hopefully you make a profit out of passing it on to somebody else and yeah it's like and, a and, vip pass or yeah something. and it's like it's like one of the few ways one of the few ways i've heard it explained where it's like oh, okay this actually some people are actually going to do something with it and not just, you know, because a lot of these NFT sounds, and if you have the money, go ahead and spend it, right? But a lot of these overly priced NFT sounds like it's just like a home shopping network. And they're just selling you these like diamonds, like gold coins for a dollar. I'm like, no, that doesn't make fucking sense. The Donald Trump coin, presidential coin, uh, it's minted. Gonna, in the, it's going to happen. Yeah, ShamWow type shit. But anyways. it's um, uh, ShamWow. What was that dude's name, remember? Because it was a ShamWow. He ended up in jail. That's all I know. <laughs> wow. Well, guys, we'll be the end of the show. Uh, hope you enjoyed it as much as we did. See, like you said, we, yeah. we can definitely hold our own with, with, when Edding's uh, yeah. out to trot right now. Yeah. Uh, but thanks for ch- listening along. I hope you guys can chime in with us. Just hit us up at social media at My Primos Podcast. You can also look us up on, what is it, Walter? We have TikTok, Instagram, and Twitter. So just hit us up. Yeah. Tell us what you think. Give us some topics. And hopefully you can enjoy this show. The metaverse will be in the metaverse soon, probably. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Don't I need like a VR headset for that? I have no idea. <laughs> I have no idea. Anyways. Eddie, pucker up. <laughs>